Welcome back to the 100k Freelancer Club podcast. Every single week, a new episode of the podcast to try and help you on your journey to becoming a high-earning freelancer. Now, you might be listening to this podcast thinking, well, I've never done this before. This is my first venture into freelancing. This is my first self-employed venture ever. And there are a lot of people out there that have decided to take the plunge and start their own businesses throughout the year 2020 and now into 2021. But fear not, that is why we're here to help here at the 100k Freelancer Club, because this episode of the podcast will be telling you about starting from scratch, your first steps on the journey, covering things like how to invoice, how to save money to make sure you pay your tax correctly, business expenses, all of those small things that you think you need to be really professional to do, you don't really, you just need a little bit of help along the way. And that's why we're here. My name's Niall McCorn. Alongside me as always, Jacob Brickle. How are you doing, JB? Hey man, I'm good, I'm good. How are you today? Yeah, very, very good. Looking forward to sharing the experience of starting from scratch because we've all done it. It's sometimes the small questions that people feel the most silly asking because they feel so ridiculous. You've never done something before. The natural thing to feel is that you don't know what you're doing, but that's why we're here, isn't it? We're going to help these people out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's loads of stuff that I overlooked, and I'm sure you did as well, when you you start that freelance career. And the simplest of things can escape your mind. And sometimes it takes, even at the stage that we're at now, like we overlook things and there's things that we forget. Uh, But quite importantly as well, when you ask other people, other freelancers, because they've been doing it for such a long time, some of the stuff is automatic. So that advice you get from friends and family that are freelancers, they might just be missing a few things. And the purpose of this podcast is we're just going to cover all of those little details, all those little basics uh, that you just need to make sure you do to make sure you get off on the right foot and you don't make any mistakes that's going to get you in trouble with here in England, HMRC, but basically (laughs) the government and tax things all around the world. The dreaded tax man. Exactly, exactly. So then you've taken your first steps on the route to being a self-employed business person. A self-employed person sounds quite cool in itself. Oh, I'm self-employed. It makes you sound quite important. Um, But there are several people who've started businesses throughout the year 2020 and now into 2021 who probably don't really know what they're doing. And that's no disrespect. It's the same when you start anything. It is, you know, the old cliche goes, it's like riding a bike. You don't know how to do it at first. You don't know what you're doing. But once you get the swing of things, you're away, you're pedaling and you're all good. I think the same can be said when it comes to freelancing. Uh, We're not going to discuss about how to get clients and how to pick up clients because we've discussed that on a podcast already, haven't we, JB? So go back and check through the 100K Freelancer Club podcast archives. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, anything like that. You can find episodes of the show there. So yeah, effectively, we're not going to talk about how to get clients. We're going to discuss from the first step of you getting your very first client. Say you've done a job for someone, maybe you're a a fledgling artist or an illustrator and someone's commissioned you to do a drawing of their dog, you've done the drawing, now you're not too sure how to ask them for the money. So I think that's the most obvious place to start, JB, with invoicing. That is basically the be-all and end-all of being a freelancer. If you don't know how to invoice, you're never going to get paid. So it's a really big step. So my first thoughts would be, we should try and encourage people to to get their head around invoicing first and foremost, what do you reckon? Oh yeah, 100%. And I mean, it, it depends on who you do your first like contract gig for, because if you do it for, you know, say, you know, your cousin or your auntie that needs an illustration for 
a boyfriend's birthday or whatever, they're not going to ask you for an official invoice, which... They can just transfer your cash to your account or even just give you 20 quid or something. That That's, yeah, that, that's what they'll yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. But basically the purpose of an invoice is just record keeping, right? So in, in this instance, you're the one that needs the invoice more than them, even though you're sending it to them because you need it for your records. If HMRC or the government or the taxman, wherever you are, question your tax return like oh how did you make this money and basically an invoice just details the transaction so it just records what happens right so you would write on the invoice to jane whatever or Mm. whatever business you put their address you know your address yeah uh, a description of the service and what they've got how much it was um, and then any tax that was applicable inside that. And if, if your first freelance gig is a bit different, like if you get a freelance gig for an actual company, they will ask you for an invoice. They'll chase it because if they're a business and you're a business, every business needs an invoice no matter what side of the invoice you're from because you need to record that transaction. So if you get like, you know, um, contracted to do an Instagram post like illustration for Nike, Nike are going to ask you immediately for that invoice. It doesn't mean they're going to pay that invoice straight away, but they want the actual paperwork, the record there, um, to record it for tax purposes. So there's a lot of tools online as well. Like you can literally just Google create invoice and there's loads Mm. of like free invoice um, generators, which if you're only doing, you know, one or two clients, it's not your main source of income. You don't have like a registered account in system or pay for account in software, then that is fine. But what I would recommend, highly, highly recommend to keep things simple for your sake is just get some accounting software. I mean, it's super cheap. You can get Zero, which is the one that I would recommend. QuickBooks is really good as well. Um, but Zero, you can get for around £10 a month. You can send up to, I think it's 20 invoices a month on their £10 a month plan. Um, and that's going to keep everything in one place for yeah. you. Um, and by that, I mean just at the end of the year, when you come to do your tax return, if you've sent somebody an invoice, you create the invoice in Zero and you send it through Zero to that person. So you just mm-hmm. whack in the person's uh, email address, it sends it to them. And then what it does is that you can link your bank to zero as well, the online accounting software, and you can just match what happens. So when somebody pays you £20 and you've sent a £20 invoice, they'll go, hey, do you want to link these two transactions? You just click link and it's super quick. And it's just one less thing that you have to worry about at the end of the year because everything's tracked and recorded for you. Um, So yeah, I would highly recommend just taking that small investment, even if you're you're only doing like a couple of freelance gigs um, here and there, you just want to, you know, keep your, keep everything safe and secure and know that everything's tracked and recorded if the government ever do ask you because they can Mm. actually i don't know what it's like in many other countries but i know in england hmrc can request documents from up to five years ago so i mean for like me and you we were 20 21 five years ago so i mean (laughs) and the rest i was gonna say (laughs) if if we didn't have like the accounting software or if i didn't have like zero um, where I'd been storing all of my invoices and receipts and stuff like that, you know, I'd be like, well, sorry, HMRC, I can't. And then they'd slap me with a massive fine or worse. Um, but n- because I've just been recording it, all of the transactions in there, then if I ever get asked to present stuff from four years ago, three years ago, five years ago, whenever, mm. I just go, okay, and just essentially give them access to that and they can go through and look at what they want. Yeah. Uh, it's just covering your own back. It's one of those things that you don't like. If you haven't felt that pain or that pressure, um, then you don't you don't realize the need for it. 
So if you've never mm. been chased down by the tax man or HMRC, it's like, oh, how bad can it be? But I can assure you it's pretty damn <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. The, yeah, stress exactly. levels are, the stress levels are not good. And let's break it down into caveman-like simplicity, I think, for those people who perhaps have never sent an invoice before. And we'll come on to tax returns and things like that. But JB hits the nail on the head. The first thing you need to make sure that you are is a record keeper. And when I say that, I mean... You need to keep a record of all of the work you've done, when you did it, how long it took you and how much you're charging for it and how many pieces of work you've done. That is absolutely essential, not only when it comes to sorting out how to pay your tax at the end of a tax year, but also when it comes to invoicing and if companies or whoever you're working for may challenge you, it's good to have a record of things just so you can have it as a bit of a safety net and a safety blanket. Now, Jacob will be talking about things like Zero and QuickBooks and things like that. That's all accounting stuff which you will need But the first thing you need to do before you even think about constructing an invoice or downloading a template for an invoice off the internet is if you are, for instance, someone who you've just become a dance teacher, let's say, or a videographer, uh, and you've just taught your first ever dance lessons and you need to invoice some parents who have sent their kids over to your dance class and, you know, you've coached them for a couple of hours. You need to go on to the HMRC website or the government website here in the UK. Obviously, if you're an international listener from outside of the UK, you probably might need to check this out on your respective website for whichever country you're in. This is just basically looking at things from a United Kingdom perspective just for the purposes of this. So say you want to send your first invoice. The first thing you have to do, go onto the UK government website and register as a sole trader. As simple as going into Google and typing in register as a sole trader, click the link and you're there. Effectively, what this does is this tells the government that you've started your own self-employed business. Of course, every bit of money that you make, such as the way that the world is, you're going to have to pay tax on that. Now, when you're employed by a company, let's say you work for a supermarket, once you get paid at the end of the month, let's say it's the 25th of the month, your paycheck comes in, you'll be used to opening your payslip and seeing how much money is deducted off of your earnings for tax and national insurance. Now, when you're a freelancer or self-employed, that's slightly different. It doesn't work like that. The company that you invoice don't take the money off of you. You have the responsibility to pay your tax and your national insurance contributions. Now, that sounds quite daunting, but it really is quite simple. So that leads me on to say, make sure you register as a sole trader. What they will then give you, the government, is after you've registered, something called a UTR, which is a unique taxpayer reference. It's usually a long number with maybe 16 to 20 digits in it. It's also called a UTN, which stands for unique taxpayer number. Now, you need to make sure you keep a hold of this and keep it safe because this is how HMRC, the part of the government which deals with tax from self-employed people and freelancers, this is how they know who you are and how much tax you've paid. Because as Jacob rightly said a moment ago, if you try to get away without paying tax, they can chase you down. They can chase you down. So that is important to keep hold of the UTR, the unique taxpayer reference. You also need to put that on your invoice. And as Jacob said before, you need to make sure you outline what services you've provided, the number of units of services. So for instance, if you're doing your freelance work per hour and it's 50 quid per hour for a dance lesson and you've done two hours worth of dance lessons for one child, you would then put dance lessons one hour and then the amount of units would be two. So you might put you know, the the actual description. So it's like dance lessons, brackets one hour, and then the units would be two, and then the fee would be a hundred pounds. And then 
depending on whether there's any tax involved. If you're a sole trader and you've just started, like I've said, and it's your first gig, you probably don't need to worry about putting the tax there. But you do need to give a total amount, and a subtotal and a total amount. So that would come to £100 if it's 50 quid an hour. Of course, how are they going to pay you if you don't put your bank details on there? So put your bank details on there, your sort code and your account number and the name of your bank and the name of your bank account. So even if your bank account is registered to your personal account and you just want it in your current account, the same one that you go to the pub and buy pints on, the same one that you buy a pair of trainers on, you can absolutely do that. Don't put your long card number on the front. Don't put your security number on the back on your invoice. That's something you definitely don't want to do. All you need is the name of the bank account owner. So if it's your name, for instance, mine would be Mr. Niall McCorn, then it'd be the bank. Uh, so if it's Barclays or HSBC or Sainsbury's Bank, then you'd put the name of the bank and then you just put your sort code in your account number. So as long as you've got those things on there, the amount of money that you're charging for, the description of the product that you're charging for, your bank details, of course, not your card number or your security pin on the back, and your unique taxpayer reference number. As long as you've got all of those things on your invoice, you should be good to go when you invoice the client. It's as simple as that. So it really is as simple as that and you're ready to go. Now, an invoice, the more professional it looks, the better because it encourages clients to pay sooner because you look like the real deal rather than just knocking up a Word document and you can download uh, Excel spreadsheets and Word documents to do invoices. That's what I did when I first started. Mine look a little bit more polished now than they used to, but certainly there's so many different tools available for you to be able to do that. Don't get too bogged down in things like VAT, and NET and gross. All you need is a subtotal and a total because if you are a sole trader and your combined incomes are less than £12,500 a year. So for instance, say you've got a part-time job and you make less than, than £12,500 a year, you won't be paying any tax on that. You only get taxed by the UK government if you make more than 12.5k per year. That is after expenses as well. We're not really going to dive into all no. those complicated little details. We can do that in um, another podcast. Yeah. And that is on the actual 100k freelance club course as well. Yeah. All those intricate details about taxation and expenses and all that sort of stuff. But that is after tax. But in, in uh, after expenses, sorry, in the simplest form, if you made £13,000 and you're a photographer and you spent three grand on a camera, then that would put you under the threshold. So then you wouldn't be paying that tax. But yeah, that's sure. what I'll say about that. Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of basically on invoices, you'll think when you start making a lot of money from freelancing, if, if that ever is the case, and you keep invoicing, you think, this is great. I'm getting all of this money and I'm not being taxed. Do not make the mistake of spending that money. Make sure you save roughly 20% of every invoice that you make. So for instance, you know, if your uh, invoice is for 100 quid, like the two dance lessons, 50 quid each, like I just mentioned, if your invoice is 100 quid, save 20 quid of that. Save 20%. Because if you don't, it will come back to bite you when you have to pay your tax at the end of the year. So what HMRC will ask you for is a tax return. Now, obviously, we'll come on to tax and things like that. Perhaps in another episode, you can find all of these things on the 100k Freelancer Club website and the course, as JB says. But you need to make sure you save some money for tax because you don't want to be scratching around for a big tax bill at the end of the year. Say HMRC say to you, great, you've made all this money freelancing this year, but you've paid no tax. So you owe us 1500 quid. Then all of a sudden you've got to pull 1500 quid out of your ass. And if you don't pay it on time by the 31st of January every year, then you might be chased down by the tax man, as Jacob alluded to earlier on in the podcast. And that is not something you want to be doing. So certainly make sure you've got that done. 
um, and save some money for tax. Now, a great thing and a great way to do that is to use management apps. Um, a lot of banking apps have got management systems within them now in terms of helping you to save money. You know, for instance, if you spend 75p on something, they'll put the extra 25p into a savings account. A lot of banking apps are really good at that. And also back in, uh, you know, kind of backing up what Jacob said earlier, things like Zero, things like QuickBooks, where look after records, receipts and things like that. Basically, in England, you only charge VAT if you earn over 85,000 a year. So basically, there's two separate tax bills. There's a VAT tax bill and a normal um, tax bill on your personal income or your business income, essentially. Um, to claim back VAT is a slightly different. Again, I don't really want to go into this too much and confuse like anybody who's a beginner out there. But um, obviously, when you go to buy stuff like an Apple Mac or whatever, you see the prices of it. It's you know 1,200, but it's actually only 1,000 because 200 that is the VAT. If you're paying VAT, so you know, say you're making 150,000 a year, so then you have to charge VAT. You invoice somebody 1,000, but they actually pay you 1,200 because you have to give 200 of that to the government. Um, to claim back VAT, you have to be paying VAT. Um, but in the sense of just a business expense, it doesn't account for the VAT, it accounts for the whole no. thing. Mm, but things like um, journeys, using your car, if you're using your car to get to work, you can claim relief on things like mileage. There's two different ways of doing it. You just have to look into these things. Things like business tools. For instance, if you've become a freelance videographer, as I've said, you need a computer, you need a video camera, or like if you're a dance teacher, you need some ballet shoes. I work a lot outside when I'm commentating on football matches. So for instance, a microphone, a coat, a warm coat, because I need that to do my job. Things like that you can claim relief on in terms of business expenses. But I mean, if we kind of zero in on the invoice thing, those are the things that I would say are the best things to do. Make sure you absolutely register as a sole trader because if you start making money and you don't do that and you're invoicing people um, and you get caught by HMRC, the tax man, they will punish you and it's not, not a place you want to be uh, and it can go on your criminal record and stuff like that. So not to put oh, you off definitely. doing it, but, but it's definitely worth making sure when you send in an invoice, those are the things you do. Um, don't be afraid to ask other freelancers as well, because, you know, although it's a competitive environment, if someone asks me, Niall, I've just started a new business, like they probably will do um, over the course of the, the time we do this course. If someone said to me, Niall, I'm starting a new business. How do I send an invoice? I'll tell them, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn my nose up at that. So don't be afraid to ask people for advice, particularly if you're just starting out, because everyone's been there. Um, we've been there, as Jacob said, a few years ago on those first steps. Uh, and you kind of sometimes learn the hard way. This isn't the sort of stuff they teach at school. So I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add there, JB. I know I've kind of gone on a, a bit of a long ramble there, but I just wanted to try and get it clear to people um, that it is quite simple if you follow the right steps. Yeah, I mean, we've we've just covered the basics there of what you need to do to get started. And, and like you said, like just you can ask other people, but more importantly, we're here to help. That's exactly what we're here for. So you can hit um, us up on the socials at 100K Freelancer Club on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Just DM us there and we'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. You can email in info at 100kfreelancerclub.com, sorry. Or you can just hit me and Niall up on Instagram. I'm at JB1YO. Uh, 
Niles, I think, at Nile PFC. Mm. Um, and yeah, just don't be scared to hop on over in the DMs, ask us any questions you want. You know, we might be able to feature you, your questions on the podcast, uh, you know, if that is what you desire as well. But we're more than happy just to respond to you, to help you, any specific problems that you may have. This is what this whole podcast, this whole community, and this whole course is all about. Um, so yeah, any questions, just make sure you um, hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. I totally echo that. And if you are a first time freelancer, good luck on your journey. Enjoy it. There is a reason people become freelancers and hopefully you're following your dream and things can come true for you. But certainly it's an exciting time when you first start out and you get your first clients and you send your first invoices. So don't be afraid. Be confident. Try and take it head on. Hopefully some of the advice in this podcast has been really useful. Just make sure you do save a bit of money for the tax man because you do need to pay your tax. As tempting as it does seem and how amazing it might feel that you're riding the crest of a wave when you're making all this money tax free, you do have to pay that back and it all comes in a rather grisly bill at the end of the year speaking of tax returns and tax bills i've still got to pay mine by the 31st of january so <laughs> let's oh, move swiftly on <laughs> you still got to pay yours as well yeah i still I had to basically change some stuff because oh, basically in the accounting software there's cash versus accrual and it's basically done off of accrual this is basically the invoices you make versus the invoices you actually get paid which this is quite a complicated thing so we cover that we're going to be covering this in the course as well because i've just been bitten in the ass by this but um <laughs> yeah that's an exciting we're all learning on this journey so um yeah i look forward to sharing that one with you that's why you got to save some money. i tell you what you should do, though. As Jacob says before, go and check out the 100K Freelancer Club. We'll be drawing on our experiences and the experiences of several other freelancers around the world to try and help you on your journey. We are here to help you. That's simply the case of it. So get in touch with us. Always willing to have a chat to any fledgling freelancers. But that's it for another episode of the 100K Freelancer Club. Cheers, JB, from a rather brisk Barcelona. It is way too cold for my liking. I, I was sold a lie. <laughs> I, I, I was not sold the stream. I thought we'd sit in a 21 degree heat right now. But uh, I'm sure it's the same over there in uh, grizzly old Manchester. It certainly is grizzly. Right, that's it for another episode. Catch you again soon.